welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Ladies, what's up? And welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman. And we are welcome in back. Our... Every okay. once in a while, I got to do every, that. Every once, <laughs> every in, a once while, in a while, you you just boosted us up. We were like, yes, welcome back. Um, <laughs> we are in our last episode of the Sheroes of the Faith series, lesser known women in Scripture, and we are so grateful to be able to have journeyed um, through this narrative with you. If you haven't listened to um, the narratives of Shifra and Pua and Tamar and Rispa and Leah. Who else am I missing? So I'm missing one more. Um, uh, Hagar. Hagar. Um, then listen, go back and listen to them. They're just, you know, short episodes and let it encourage you. Let us know how it, it has encouraged you. And we get to end this series with such a delight of a short, a very short narrative found in mm-hmm. scripture um, of a woman named Zipporah, Zipporah. And so turn with us to Exodus 4, 24 through 26. We're going to be reading out of the CSB. And Leah, would you read these two verses for us? Yes. Verse 24 of Exodus 4. On the trip at an overnight campsite, it happened that the Lord confronted him, that's Moses, and intended to put him to death. So Zipporah took a flint, cut off her son's foreskin, threw it at Moses' feet and said, you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. At that time, she said, you are a bridegroom of blood, referring to the circumcision. That's all we know, y'all. That's all we know. (laughs) Y'all, I'm dead. This is hilarious. But uh, Zipporah, why did we choose Zipporah? Because even though this, first of all, this passage is super small and it's one of the most confusing to exegete, like, let's be real. We got a whole entire... Uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29 and, and some things are a mystery. Right. You know? <laughs> some things are, <laughs> there you go. So don't so think I you want to say, first of all, don't think we're about to unlock some exegetical insight that is just going to put historians to shame. We are not doing that. We okay? are not that's doing not, that. That's, that's above my pay grade. We're not in that space. What we are, well, the space that we are in is Tell looking us. at Zipporah uh-huh. as, <laughs> as a Shiro who is who is like we said we're we're looking at these shiros as they sort of emulate or, or give us an example of women in urban spaces today so we want to look at Zipporah through the lens of the woman in a healthy marriage the woman in a healthy marriage bars and, already and bars listen if you're like me and you live in an urban space there are not necessarily always 
a um what do I want to say? There's a not plethora, an abundant <laughs> abundant plethora of healthy marriages and so of healthy here. marriages. Yes. When you look in left and right, sometimes yes. you don't see one until you yes. look for a little longer. Yes. Um, and so I delight in the fact that we can look at this short narrative. We can even think about the background of how Zipporah came into um the family of Moses and through marriage. And look at what are the characteristics of her as a wife in this short narrative that give us a glimpse of how to be a woman in a healthy marriage. Yeah. So what says tall order, but I think we can do it. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. So you're gonna have to sort of be able to look a little bit before and a little bit after, but we're sort of just summarizing um, what stands out in this narrative. And so Moses, who is called by Yahweh and assigned to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, um, is fleeing and he goes to Midian for refuge. And that's where he meets his wife, Zipporah. After meeting, mm-hmm. um, after meeting uh, Zipporah, being in Midian, the Lord calls him back to his people and to free them from the subjugation of Pharaoh um, and the Egyptians, right? So while they're on the way to Egypt, um, Moses is confronted by the Lord for not keeping this covenant uh, with him and circumcising his son Gershom. And so because God is holy and he is Lord, um, he is about to- He was about to kill him. He's was about, he really about to cut him down? He was about to, to cut him because he was about obedience and Moses was disobedient. And so Zipporah, knowing the negligence that Moses has done, and I'm using that word negligence, okay? There, it, mm-hmm, it's a, mm-hmm. he's, he's neglectful. Knowing the negligence mm-hmm. that Moses has done, he takes, she takes out this knife circumcises her son Gershom and placing the foreskin at the feet of Moses is symbolizing a sacrifice, right? Laying it at the, at the floor of his feet, right? And so the Lord then leaves Moses alone and because of his wife's obedience to the covenant of circumcision and keeping this covenant of circumcision mm-hmm. um, through circumcising Gershom, she goes from this passive participant in Exodus 2, when she meets Moses to a proactive participant in Exodus Exodus 4 as Moses' wife. And we Mm -hmm. are so delighted because she really stands out to me. And we'll talk about this a little bit more as an Azer Connecto. And if y'all know about Carolyn Custis James, she is a spiritual mother. She really unpacks what Mm -hmm. an Azer and an Azer Connecto is. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more. But Leo, what, what what does this text mean? How does God use her life in his grim narrative. Yeah, so God uses Zipporah, um, first of all, to highlight this like way that we are intended to take covenant relationship with God very seriously, right? Yeah. And what was the covenant relationship? The symbol of it was circumcision. That was the symbol that God chose. Let it be what it is um, as covenant, as God's covenant and symbol that that his people, God's people are his people. Yeah, they belong right? to So him. is a symbol of, um, yes, of belonging um, and a symbol of, right? Like 
we see the echo into the New Testament of the circumcision of our hearts, but really saying there's a cutting back of of the flesh mm-hmm. um, to create a a sense of identity and belonging to the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in this context, that sign was given by physical circumcision to the men and to um, Moses's sons. That's where it was supposed to be given, but for some reason, right? Like you said, neglect. Moses has gone along the way and maybe it was because he was in this foreign land where he became a little lax with the symbols and the covenant symbols that were important. This hasn't happened, right? So God uses Zipporah then to demonstrate this wife who, like you said, goes from passive to an active participant. She's aware of this covenant and she is used to pursue Christ-centered flourishing in her family. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. we and and you wanted to, I think we both wanted to point out um even just back to what that looks like from Genesis 1, 26 and 28. Yeah, I'll turn there. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky and every creature that crawls on the earth. Genesis mm-hmm. one twenty six through 28. Yeah. So she is an active participant in this mm-hmm. cultural mandate of flourishing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, God uses her to in his grand narrative for this flourishing, this this command. Um, and he uses her as a helper, as a Ezra Connecto, like you said, uh, to pursue life and flourishing in the context of her marriage and her family uh with Moses. Short plug for when we did the womanhood series, you can go back and listen, ladies, to the episode that we did with Carolyn Custis James. In that episode, she talks about the Ezra Connecto, this this helper being an ally and a roadblock to our brothers in Christ. Mm. Um, and this is exemplified in this relationship, right? That she's intending to be an ally for Moses and supporting him and also a roadblock in his negligence that would create like a um a severing yes. of his covenant obligations to the Lord a, a yes. sense of reverence yes. to God's holiness and what yes. God required yes yes and she says this in um her book um in half the church she says she will be his strongest ally in pursuing god's purposes and his first roadblock when he veers off course as women Mm -hmm. we can pursue this type of flourishing yeah so this is what she's talking about and i find it just completely fascinating that here is zipporah in these two verses as a warrior and a helper literally Mm -hmm. she has Mm -hmm. a flint knife (laughs) she's a warrior with a weapon she takes out this flint knife and does this circumcision and is um an aid to her husband's literal life like saves Mm -hmm. his life by doing this and so um yeah i i love that she is um reflecting 
these uh, attributes of God in this narrative through holiness. She takes the holiness of God very seriously. And Mm -hmm. so um, she's like, because God is holy, we are to keep his um, covenant. And his covenant Mm -hmm. says that they are supposed to be circumcised. And so she circumcises um, Gershom. I love that she also is using wisdom. There's a lot here in her words that are not clear, right? Mm -hmm. Like that you're a a son of... Right, um, blood, yeah. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so there's she's using um some language here and um in her wisdom she is communicating that. And I love, I love that she is pointing to the wisdom of God. And then finally, just her love, her love that she was willing uh to put herself in a risky position because she actually was not supposed to be doing the circumcisions, you know. Mm-hmm. But she preserves her husband out of a sacrificial love um to preserve his life and is willing to put herself in that position for mm-hmm. his protection you know, his protection Mm -hmm. and care. And so um, she displays those so beautifully in these two verses, these two short verses. And I find that to be just amazing, you know, as a woman who is in a culture that Mm -hmm. um, is, you know, can lean towards such a high level of empowerment. Leah, you and I were talking about this, that it leans more towards like, um, hey, you're you can be so empowered that you can run over and bypass your brother, you know, yeah, like yeah. a spirit of competition mm-hmm. and this drivenness hostility or something and hostility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. is empowered to do what is right, what is mm-hmm. holy, what is God ordained, God appointed, and God approved. And so we can we can delight in that you as her dropping bars. <laughs> like just the concept of like not just empowerment for the sake of empowerment, but to be empowered to do what is right in the context of the relationships that God has given you to steward. Yes. Girl. Yes. Yes. I have nothing left to say after that. I'm like, that is, that is a whole, that is a countercultural example of empowerment that leans fully into how God has created us to flourish together. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. We're not, we're not against each other. We're with each other. And I feel like Carolyn, you know, that, that, that quote sums up a lot, but Yeah, we can be empowered in that. And that's what makes us stand out as Christ followers, right? Living counterculturally. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, 
and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Leah, talk to us about these incommunicable attributes that belong to God alone, you know, in this yeah, we see we see God as, well, first we see a triune God show up in this text. This is a, uh, what theologians call a theophany. Um, so we see this embodied example of um, Jesus showing up on the scene before incarnation, mm-hmm. before um, mm-hmm. the uh, n- the narrative of Jesus's birth. Mm-hmm. And he shows up on the scene to communicate specifically with um, Moses mm-hmm. and to come into this conflict, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and to strive with him. Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, even just this, he let him alone, right? <laughs> this is almost like the similar example of with, um, is it Jacob? Yeah, mm-hmm. the striving. The wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then we, yeah, and then we also see God's omnipotence. He has the power to give and take away life as he sees fit. Like we, and when I first read this narrative to Shiva, I was like, okay, but he wasn't really about to take his life because he was, I mean, he was out here operating this whole plan of Exodus. Yes. patient for the people. Yes. You're yes. going to take out your main player? Yes. Yes. Well, this is just how um, God is so holy. And lest we forget, unless we're walking in holiness, he could use, he could use anybody. He could use anybody. He said, if, you, if y'all don't cry out, the rocks will cry out. Okay. He will use anybody. Anybody. And just as he called Moses, just as he called Abraham, just as he called uh, the disciples, just as he called Mary, just as he called all these Girl, other come folks. come on now. He could call anybody. And so there is a a somberness and a healthy reverential fear for God in all of his power to say, well, yes, I invite you into my narrative, but it's it has some uh, conditions, if you will, on it. And that is that you would walk wholly in obedience to me as I guide you for my purpose. So yeah, I, I see and those conditions are way. not, yeah, and um, those conditions are not, for heavy-handed sake, those are conditions right. to say, I am, I am the Lord, your God. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because guess what? In our relationships, there are signs that we are covenanted to each other. There right. are ways that That's you can right. identify that you are in relationship with someone, right? And so... Those conditions mm-hmm. were, and I think, yeah, I know, I know, people are a little uncomfortable with that that word condition, like where, that there are conditions because mm-hmm. God expresses unconditional love to us. Yeah, yes, He does. Yes, He does. Um, and there are, like you said, conditions to a covenant relationship that this is we're participating in something, and we can't just participate in any type of way. We're participating on the conditions that God has set, which is that he is holy, he is righteous, he is just. And if we claim to walk in his ways, and if we're going to do what he calls us to do, we have to do it according to his character. Amen. Amen. So how can we embody Zipporah's story today, Leah? We talk about a promise and a practice. Talk to us about um, this promise. Because I feel like you're you're on a roll right now. Like, you know, uh, talking about yeah. God's holiness, you know. Well, and I have to, to be honest, Shiva, I, 
I've been, I was so stirred even this morning in my time with the Lord of just what it means to um, embrace the conditions of being in God's covenant community. I've been journeying and walking through Isaiah and thinking mm-hmm. about like how God deals with, with the people that he has called his own. And he's like, but listen, y'all are not going to see redemption until you cleanse the sin from your midst and from your community. And so I, mm-hmm. I know that it is uncomfortable and ladies, I want to say welcome. I invite you into the discomfort that I've been sitting in for a while. Um, so as we look at this promise, we know that God is perfectly holy and he intends to keep all the requirements of his covenant. So while there are conditions for us to enter in, he, one thing is true. God has absolutely unequivocally borne the brunt of the requirement in this covenant, okay? Come on there now. is no one else who could create provision for us to walk in relationship with God outside of God himself. And so mm-hmm. as women under a new covenant, we know we can take comfort in this because everything for it was fulfilled in Christ. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when we trust him, we know, we know, we know, we know, we have this promise that is sure and steadfast that we are secure in his faithful and unchanging covenant towards us expressed mm. in the sacrificial love of Jesus. Ooh. So that's not changing. That is not changing. As he invites us in, what he offers us in redemption is absolutely on him. It's on mm. him. Mm. And then if we are identified in him, we get to by the power of the spirit. He even he doesn't even leave us to figure it out on our own. He has Hallelujah. sent us a helper to empower us to walk out our quote unquote conditions of that covenant. He does it from beginning to end. He does it both he in establishing it. and finishing. He Ooh. does it. That makes me want to shout. It, girl, we are shouting. It's, it's fit. We, we are, are waving shouting. our hands all the we time. Are <laughs> so that is that is a a faithful and true and um refreshing promise to us. Mm-hmm. And so what is Tishiba, what is the practice then as we look to model and walk out this yeah. example from yeah. Zipporah? Yeah, because Christ has fulfilled this covenant completely. Into mm-hmm. to eternity, mm-hmm. and that we have the joy of being able to live that out, not just in our condition through um, yeah. a faithful obedience, but we can pursue that posture of obedience mm-hmm. to God first and foremost. Right? It says that we can pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Right. For without it, no one will see the mm-hmm. Lord. That's Hebrews 12 and 14. And so I think that that's the practice is, can we pursue a posture of obedience? Because if we pursue a posture, then our 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 actions will follow our heart con- conditions and intentions, right? Yeah. Yeah. As our heart mm-hmm. condition and intentions are pursuing the posture of obedience, we cannot help but come into an active obedience in our mm-hmm. personhood. And so mm-hmm. um, there is a, a great delight in that, that because Christ has finished the work and his spirit doesn't dwell us, as you said, right? It, it is the propelling that we need to pursue the posture and act on mm-hmm. that posture. Mm-hmm. 
So and Leah, act on that posture and act on that to God. posture in obedience and yeah. obedience. And girl, I feel like the spirit is saying like obedience as as their connectos, as warrior helpers. That's that That's we right. don't have to see Girl, obedience. we're we're vibing in the vibing in the spirit. Keep going. <laughs> we're vibing in the spirit because I was feeling the same prompting of like it there is a specific calling when we look to God and allow him to give us our cues as Ezra Connectos, that no other source or resource, not your Instagram accounts that you follow, not your self-help books at Barnes and Noble, none of that is not your auntie and your great auntie's advice. Come okay. On. Come none on. of that Come compares on. Come to on. how God uh, uh, gives us the cues and, and walking in obedience to him is going to cause that Not your ratchet music playlist. Okay. Girl, that's all I'm going to say. Looking to him for those cues, looking to him for those cues in our relationship as Ezra Connectos. But keep going, girl. We're, I feel like we're vibing. No, I, no that is it. That is it. And I think that we can be encouraged in that. And listen, even if you're a woman who is listening to this podcast, the spirit has lead me to say this. Even if you're a woman listening to this podcast who is not in a marriage um, that the invitation of being an Ezer Connecto is even mm-hmm. reflected to our brothers who are in the That's family right. of God as other male image bearers. And so does mm-hmm. it, it does it come to the point of like you actually um, uh, cutting a flint knife for circumstances? because you're you're not the spouse (laughs) of course not but it does as God's covenant people as Azer Connectos as warrior um, helpers we Mm -hmm. embody something that only women can embody and so as we pursue a posture Mm -hmm. of obedience to Christ and through his commitment um, through, through his commitment as well to be his people we become allies even to our brothers to say things that are hard, to encourage Mm -hmm. them when they Mm -hmm. are being um, diminished or minimized um, or struggling in things. You know, we can be encouragers because our goal is to pursue a type of human flourishing that operates through God's purposes as an ally and Mm -hmm. as a roadblock. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. So Leah, can you pray for us? Yes. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful. We're thankful for uh, this example of Zipporah Mm -hmm. as a healthy wife Mm -hmm. who is discerning your ways, who is thinking about you, who is learning uh, the ways of a covenant people so that in the moment of decision, she can step in as a roadblock for righteousness mm-hmm. and prevent the shedding of blood. Lord, we mm-hmm. thank you thank that you. this sacrifice of shedding of blood prevents a greater shedding of blood, of loss of life. And we thank you that that is imitated in the cross of Christ, that Jesus himself shed blood so that our lives would not be lost forever. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for the example of Zipporah who, who looks to obedience to you, God, first and foremost, as her cues for how she's living life as a faithful wife. 
We thank you, God, that that the example that you give us of faithfulness as women is not just limited to the the sphere of of wives, of wives and wifehood. But that you expand it to the flourishing of our brothers and sisters in Christ together. And I pray that the sisters, as 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 uh, those who are listening, think and contemplate the different areas and relationships that you called them to, yeah. that you would prompt them towards a holy reverence, uh, towards flourishing with one another um, in a way that reflects your glory. So give us uh, encouragement, Lord, from this wonderful narrative. Give us instruction and ultimately give us guidance by your Holy Spirit of how we should walk this out in our relationships in our daily life. Mm -hmm. Let me thank you for support as a Shiro. I thank you that we can look to her um, and also look forward to what you're doing in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies. 